IT staff is extremely expensive and those resources are scarce. It's very difficult to find an IT engineer that is as good at configuring and managing networking technologies as they are at designing IT solutions that drive value for their client's core business. And so by leaving the driving to us, so to speak, we give one of the most valuable gifts to our clients, which is the gift of time. Welcome to Network Transformation, a roadmap for the agile connected enterprise, a brand new podcast series from the thought leaders at IDC and sponsored by Spectrum Enterprise. I'm your host, Rohit Mehra, Group Vice President for IDC's Worldwide Network and Telecommunications Research Practice. And I'm Paul Hughes, Research Director, The Future of Connectedness at IDC. It's our goal to provide you with expert data, actionable advice, and insider information that's vital to success in the ever-evolving world of business and technology. Last time in episode one, we focused on building resilient and reliable high-performance networks. Today in episode two, we'll discuss turning network improvements into positive outcomes. And to wrap things up in episode three, we're going to talk about driving contextual experiences with data in motion. Yes, you may have noticed a theme here, building, turning, driving. That's because the future of connectedness isn't a destination, it's a journey. And this podcast is your roadmap. So let's get moving. We talked in the first episode about how organizations see connectivity as a strategic business initiative that is critical to meeting business demands driven by the trends in network modernization that have appeared and accelerated in recent years. Resilient and scalable connectivity has become a critical factor for challenges of today's distributed workforce. And with that distributed workforce likely here to stay, we now see the importance of keeping data in motion regardless of where, when, and who. Enterprises looking to become more resilient and connected must think about the biggest impediments to data access, including ensuring ubiquitous access, data sharing productivity, and the customer user experience. To help us think through these challenges, I'm pleased to welcome back our guest for this special series. Andrew Craver is the Vice President of Enterprise Segment Marketing at Spectrum Enterprise. Thanks for joining us again, Andrew. I'm excited to continue our conversation from last time. Likewise, looking forward to it. But first, I'd like to kick things off with you, Paul, and the IDC perspective as we talk about the roadmap to the agile connected enterprise. So assuming the business now has the right connectivity partner, what comes next, Paul? It's a great question. And yes, we think about the future of connectedness as this journey, so to speak, where organizations start with this focus around a digital first approach. And as they go through the process of transforming their core connectivity processes, the end goal, of course, is to provide ubiquitous access across the enterprise. Once that's been achieved, the next step is really focused on keeping data in motion to drive better service enablement. And obviously, businesses are looking at ways to ensure that they can scale where needed, that they can adapt to critical business conditions. And you know, many organizations will use connectivity as a way to enable more cloud-based applications and enable multi-cloud networking. So we really see this next step in the journey of moving towards becoming agile and connected as adopting new and faster and more flexible service offerings like Edge, SD-WAN, Network as a Service. You know, all of these together can bring much more cost-effective performance to the organization. 
We hear a lot about migrating to new network technologies, but where are you seeing the industry today in terms of adoption? You recently published IDC data that looked at connectivity maturity across the enterprise. Could you share some of those findings with us? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Uh, What's interesting is connectivity maturity for the majority of enterprises is very much at a mid-stage. So we ranked it in terms of stage one to five, with one being very limited and five being extensive, where you think about organizations at this point, they have very intelligent, self-aware, self-healing networks. So the majority of organizations are sort of at that stage before, with 42% sort of in that mid-stage area. If we break that down and look at the higher level, we see about 30% of organizations actually believe they're at that stage four. So they believe they have the capabilities to manage networks more proactively with functions and critical capabilities. But only about 17% stated that they're at that truly advanced stage where they can take advantage of that intelligent connectivity. But what we are seeing and what the data showed is that about a quarter of enterprises are continuing to invest and they actually expect to reach that high-end advanced stage goal in the next two years. Okay, so it's happening fast. Thanks, Paul. Moving over to you, Andrew, certain network technologies we know are still in a somewhat early phase. We hear so much about edge adoption. What are you hearing from your clients? Yeah, I think first off, we have to qualify what we mean by, quote, the edge, end quote. And I think the most common connotation, perhaps, is edge computing. And at the highest level... Edge computing is used to avoid latency or slow-moving network traffic by moving data closer to the client's edge so that they can be more efficient with their network resources in terms of what actually has to traverse the network, sort of a force-to-load issue. And by processing the compute function of an application at the edge of a network as opposed to within that network, Applications similar to and including virtual reality consume less bandwidth across the client's network, and that enables better stability of both the application and the network, as well as reliability for both. Now, as a network service provider, the Spectrum Enterprise context for Edge is more about security. What we see in the market is an expanding set of expectations from clients that are looking for a bridge of some sort that expands the edge from the old definition, which is basically where the local network started, sort of a perimeter edge where firewall was the solution for many, many years that many clients were looking for in totality. And it's expanding to the context of mobile devices or really wherever a client can connect to the network, which could include their home. And we address the whole edge set of expanding requirements, starting with a unified threat management-enabled firewall device, which is available with both of our core data networking platforms. And this UTM firewall, as we refer to it, offers key applications to further client security, including intrusion detection services, content filtering, and many other core security features. But the way that we can handle the expanding requirements in terms of outside of just the traditional local perimeter is through technologies that are being implemented and are earlier in their adoption today, such as SASE, which stands for Secure Access Service Edge. And SASE really works in a way that's similar to edge computing, 
in that instead of having users authenticate before they're able to access network assets and resources, that authentication is taking place at a number of gateways located at the edge of a client's network. And in so doing, our clients are able to have their users securely connect to cloud resources or to core network resources in a secure way that doesn't overly tax network resources and degrade the stability and reliability of their network. I know you've built out a broad portfolio that includes edge solutions. But I'd like to dig down a bit deeper and learn about how Spectrum Enterprise sees the edge and the business use cases that are driving demand. Absolutely. So I referred to starting with that UTM perimeter device. And really, the way that we see the edge is we start with the edge and sort of move in to the client's network from there in terms of providing a complete solution. And the two edge platforms that we offer are Managed Network Edge and Enterprise Network Edge. And these two platforms have different strengths, but together, the two cover the vast majority of enterprise use cases that we see. I I really haven't seen an opportunity that, that we couldn't address with one of these two platforms. What the two have in common is that they start with that secure edge solution that I mentioned, and they also offer numerous components that allow us to build the solution that best fits the client's needs. And that flexibility is something that our clients really value. And so starting with this security makes sense to us, given that that's really top of mind in the market. It's sort of the lowest common denominator in terms of answering that security need. But we can double down on the security focus by providing SD-WAN when we have multiple sites of either of these edge products at no additional charge. And then there are a number of value-added components that we can further add, including SASE, as I mentioned, and DDoS protection service, which is something that basically deters volumetric DDoS attacks on a corporate network. And so in terms of what these different platforms offer, Enterprise Network Edge is based on Fortinet technology, which is well known as a industry leader in terms of security. And Fortinet also enables SD-WAN networks that are truly enterprise-grade and that they number in the many thousands of sites, and they offer very sophisticated networking functionality, things such as application-aware traffic steering that is looking at what you're doing with your network and on the fly is routing your traffic in a way that optimizes performance and security. ME or Managed Network Edge, utilizes the Meraki platform and also offers an SD-WAN functionality. ME's strength is more on the LAN side or the local access network side of the secure edge that we establish. And it offers an industry-leading portal, which is really what Meraki is famous for, along with exceptional switching capabilities that tie in a wide array of office-level service options, including Wi-Fi, private cloud connectivity, teleworker, IoT sensors, and more. And so we focus on providing managed LAN functionality that allows our clients the ability to network beyond just the internet through their workplace by connecting key assets such as PCs, printers, phone systems, and servers. And using that industry-leading portal allows our clients that service-level visibility and management capability 
that they require on both sides of that secure edge. And so how this ties into our value is that we find that this portal allows our clients to benefit from the network management and monitoring that we provide, given that they still maintain visibility and management capability on their own, and they can see each site across their network status and performance in real time. So they sort of get the dual benefit of peace of mind without having to actually operate the network by being able to see it. And what drives client interest and demand, getting back to your initial question, Rohit, for these edge solutions is the ability to realize all of these benefits of the latest technology in networking in a very simple and cost-efficient manner. And an example of that is IT staff is extremely expensive and those resources are scarce. And, you know, in my experience, it's very difficult to find an IT engineer that is as good at configuring and managing networking technology such as SD-WAN as they are at designing IT solutions that drive value for their clients' core business. And so by leaving the driving to us, so to speak, we give one of the most valuable gifts to our clients, which is the gift of time. Well put, Andrew. And speaking of time, this is a perfect time to pause our discussion for just a moment. We'll be right back with a look at some of Paul's research that supports what we just heard. Stay with us. Now, more than ever, your organization needs a network that is agile and reliable and a partner that understands your specific goals, timelines, and performance requirements. Wherever you are in your modernization journey, Spectrum Enterprise works closely with your organization to plan, design, and implement it alongside your existing network to minimize disruption of your operations. Our comprehensive portfolio of connectivity solutions consists of internet and networking solutions, a variety of managed networking services, and more. Help your network reach its full potential through scalable performance that improves the daily experience of customers and employees. Visit enterprise.spectrum.com slash podcast for more details. Welcome back to Network Transformation, sponsored by Spectrum Enterprise. Today, we are talking about turning network improvements into positive outcomes. Before the break, Andrew discussed some of the business use cases that are driving demand for edge solutions. But Paul, I want to jump to the growing role of SD-WAN. Lots of promise in terms of scale, security, and cost savings as we have been seeing over the last few years. What does your research show, Paul, in terms of adoption? What's interesting here is that in our core surveys, what we see is that SD-WAN has certainly been further established across the enterprise compared to Edge, I think, just from a maturity perspective. Our data in aggregate shows that about 37% of all enterprises are using SD-WAN today, and about another 9.5 expect to adopt it by the end of next year. But what I do want to do is highlight the fact that that's an aggregate number across all U.S. enterprises. If you actually dig a little bit deeper, what you'll see is that over 80% of large enterprises, so those organizations that are actually over 5,000 employees, are actually using SD-WAN today. And also, if you look specifically down at some of the key verticals, you'll see higher usage in organizations such as transportation and media, as well as healthcare. Andrew made some great points, particularly as it relates to the ability and the visibility that it provides. Obviously, there's the cost benefit that you see versus traditional connectivity like MPLS. But what I do want to highlight here is that SD-WAN and MPLS are sort of seen as complementary technologies in most cases. From the data and just from a lot of the research that I see, is the impact of 
the ability to provide self-healing capabilities, how it improves last mile performance, and how it also it accelerates the access to a lot of those critical software and infrastructure service applications that businesses are only going to continue to use more. And as you are extending that connectivity and management, it's basically improving overall network reliability for the organization. And it helps reduce risk. And it also increases this whole goal around providing greater, more resilient connectivity. I think as Andrew also said, it's the importance of and how it can offer traffic prioritization and the software management tools that give the enterprise the ability to ensure that all of that critical traffic is being prioritized over non-critical traffic. And and it allows organizations to be able to implement more direct connections between the users and devices. And I think this is something that just shows as we move to more software-defined capabilities, the flexibility that comes into play. But what I do want to highlight is that you look at that number where I say 37% of enterprises in aggregate. And the data also shows that 53% of organizations currently have no plans to adopt SD-WAN. And I think that highlights that there's still some education that needs to be done to highlight the long-term business and cost benefits. And I think there's certainly still a great opportunity for the supplier community to bring that message to the market. I would just add one thing that has been interesting to me as an observer of SD-WAN adoption from the point where it was a coming technology through COVID and the after effects economically that really drove an accelerated adoption of SD-WAN. When we talk about the way that clients are adopting it, I think it's very notable how many of them are using hybrid SD-WAN and they're adding it to what we would call a more legacy MPLS or multi-protocol label switched wide area network or an ethernet wide area network. This is something that we see as very prevalent, and it's probably for a couple of reasons. One reason is in terms of the value that that offers. You can maintain the technology with which your IT staff is comfortable, while at the same time realizing the benefits that come with this next generation SD-WAN technology, some of these value points Paul and I both touched on. But another piece is it's intimidating, and frankly, it can be a job-threatening proposition to rip and replace a network technology and move on to a new one. So what we see is there are often clients that have, let's just say, an Ethernet connection between a key data center and their headquarter location, and it's carrying out a very critical application, and yet they have remote sites where they see an opportunity to drive more efficient total cost of ownership by implementing SD-WAN, which can ride over the public internet. We see clients that are happy with that. Our enterprise network edge solution has been deployed in this way many times. And interestingly enough, it can even be deployed in a manner where we're sort of sharing a network with a competitor. We've got clients that have an MPLS network and move a number of sites to our enterprise network edge offer. And in so doing, they're sort of kicking the tires on both the technology and our ability to deliver it with satisfactory client experience. And so I think it's interesting as we look at this adoption set of statistics that Paul is walking us through to understand that one of the really interesting things about SCWIN is that it's not a zero-sum game in terms of adoption. It's something that is slowly taking hold. In a lot of cases, it's being used in combination with uh, more well-known or established WAN technologies. Thanks, Andrew. Great insights from both of you on SD-WAN, which has been a topic uh, top of mind for a lot of IT practitioners. But with connectivity and networking being critical for most organizations, we just cannot overlook the current economic climate that we are in. 
So I thought we should close out today by talking about these economic factors and what role they could play here with the enterprise IT. Uh, Paul, what does some of your recent data show? Our data, both from my survey and from an ongoing survey that we do called the Future Enterprise Resiliency and Spending Survey, it certainly shows a lot of mixed signals. There's no question about that. What we are seeing, though, in all of the data is that currently enterprise budgets for connectivity still seem very resilient. We actually asked how spending on connectivity would change in the coming year when you account for inflation and market conditions. And actually what we saw were some continued encouraging signs where about 56% of enterprises were planning to increase spending on mobile services and 5G devices and applications. About 57% were expecting to increase spending on managed network services. And about 59% expecting to increase spending on cloud networking as more and more applications move to the cloud. And also, as I think Andrew mentioned, as he was talking about the impact on IT staffing and making it easier for the business to focus on their core needs, we see 56% of organizations focusing on growth in managed edge services. So with all of these, I'll call them positive, encouraging signs, I, at this point, remain cautiously optimistic. I think we can't overlook the fact that as businesses continue down the path with their own transformations, data volumes clearly are going to continue to grow year over year. That's never going to change. The hybrid workforce, I think, is here to stay for the long term. What we see is the more connected an organization becomes, the more agile they can actually be. And so as a result, we're seeing businesses looking for a single trusted partner that can help provide a lot of long-term support as they are looking to address a lot of these connectivity and networking needs as they move forward. So as they focus specifically on more impactful and more economically viable choices for their business, um, they're going to look for suppliers that can help them really deliver on that. Andrew, I'll give you the last word today. How are you partnering with your clients to balance their evolving networking needs with the financial pressures of our current economic environment? Yeah, great question, Rohit. You know, at the highest level, use cases differ, but what we see more of is clients that just expect more for less. Budgets are tight, but... In light of that, expectations on performance and a service provider's ability to deliver on the promise of all these new networking technologies that we've been discussing has not been reduced in keeping with budgets. Clients expect us to provide connectivity solutions that we can pair with managed services and security that allow them to benefit from all of these and do so in a very efficient way. What we see is a lot of enterprises and enterprise-grade organizations are employing multi-carrier environments. And when we're able to establish ourselves as a single provider, we're able to offer both the comprehensive connectivity solutions that we talked about in conjunction with those managed services that we deliver with an emphasis on differentiated client experience. And what we see almost without any exception, is when clients move from a multi-provider environment, there's a financial efficiency that they realize, but just the time and effort and having one less thing to worry about is really something that they're thrilled with. To sort of sum it all up, what we've done is we've come up with a model through which we start with that comprehensive networking connectivity and we build on top of it with flexible solutions that allow our clients to focus on their core business. And that really does sort of answer the dual demand of more for less. 
Well, having to do more with less is certainly a challenge we can all relate to these days. But I'm afraid we are out of time for today. So we'll have to wait for our next episode to wrap up this conversation. Andrew, thanks again for sharing your expertise with us. You're welcome. I'm looking forward to our next conversation. Our guest has been Andrew Craver, Vice President Enterprise Segment Marketing at Spectrum Enterprise. And I'm Rohit Mehra, Group Vice President for IDC's Worldwide Network and Telecommunications Research Practice. And I'm Paul Hughes, Research Director, The Future of Connectedness at IDC. This has been episode two of Network Transformation, sponsored by Spectrum Enterprise. Please join us again next time when we'll tackle our third and final topic for the season, driving contextual experiences with data in motion. Talk to you soon.